Okay, so um, who knows Joey and Katie? Awesome. There's some few hands that didn't go up, so that's good. <laughs> so today's our day, we're going to get to know them. And, um, you know, Joey and Katie, how long have you been coming to Westside now? Um, about January. Yeah. About January. Yeah, and you've had a big break in between with COVID and all that jazz. and yeah. <laughs> So it seems less. But, um, you know, we're really happy that you've joined our church. It's really exciting to see new people come and, and be part of it. And, um, and so today we're going to find out a bit more about you. So, guys, what were your upbringings like um, or your background? Where, where have you come from in life? So my background, um, we were raised as Catholics and... Um, not just named Catholics, but like my father was pretty um, honourable, weekly following of the Catholic system, so he kept us grounded, always knowing God. Um, in some way, I was raised up to at least the age of 16, 17, you know, I used to attend yeah. weekly on a regular basis and okay. constantly, yeah. And so what was it like growing up and as well, like what was your... In my Were family. Were you a very rebellious teenager? Yeah. Or? <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember, you know, going to church. I was pretty serious in, in when we used to do the sacraments that we were asked to do, the confirmation and Holy Communion. And, yeah. Um, so I, I used to take that serious compared to my friends, but I still had this rebellious part of me that always thought outside the square. When everyone was focusing on toys, I, I might be focusing on something else. But... Um, with, with church life, I've, I'm grateful that I was raised somewhat in, in knowing God somewhat at the point, although it might have been different to now. It still grounded me. It still gave me discipline of some sort, which I probably needed. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I was yeah. raised with a really loving family, so that did create that culture. Awesome. So what about you, Katie? Um, so I was raised very different. Um, to Joey, uh, my parents, um, well, my, they didn't really go to church or anything and um, to speak about God wasn't really spoken about at all. Yeah. Um, and it was the people around us, I guess. I know that there must have been somebody praying for me for a long time um, and probably my sisters as well. But, um, yeah, there was – my parents were singers in a band so they were always – in the clubs and stuff like that, and we were left at home a lot by ourselves. Right. So, how many kids were there in your family? Five of us, girls. Oh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, the the neighbour across the road used to check on us all the time. Oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you got up to mischief. Not me, but my older sisters no? did. Yeah, I was too okay. young to get up to mischief. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's good. Okay, so. Um, you both um, had, as you grew, you both had relationships um, with children before you guys met um, and before you became born again. Um, so what kind of heart, heartaches did you both go through? Well, for me, it was pretty much the biggest blow of my life. I never had anything where um, I had to use my emotion in any way other than just live and eat and stuff like that. But having my, my first child... And that relationship breaking down um, would have been my lowest point of my life. The fact that I hadn't experienced it. So although I had an awesome upbringing, 
I didn't experience hard any any hardship of any way or um, any disappointment. So it was a blow to me. It actually hit me really quick, yeah. really yeah. quick. So I would say that would have been the lowest point of my life. Yeah. Um, where I, I used to contemplate, you know, going through when it first happened. I remember um, that uh, my mind just would not shut down. So I had to leave the house I was living in and come back home. So I was back at mum and dad's place and obviously putting them through what I went through, um, seeing the pain and that, my, just, my mind just would not shut down. So it would start talking to me and contemplating and start thinking of new ways how to get out of this situation. Some of them weren't pretty good. Some of them were to eliminate the other partner. That might have been a better way to do it. Some ways was maybe just end my life. That might have been a, a better way to shut it down. So it was a very dark time. It was, yeah, it would have been my lowest point. And did you have your son with you at the time? Initially, no. I didn't have him the first um, few weeks. You know, all I remember is we ended up in court. There was an order made. I had no idea. My headspace wasn't there. And I obviously had signed to... Um, to give her full custody. I didn't know, I wasn't aware of it. It kind of was played out in a way where it just happened and I only realised after that I made a mistake. So <clears throat> he was with me on convenience of the other partner at the time. So if she wanted to go out or anything, yes, yeah. I, I did have him, but I, I didn't have rights to him wasn't in the beginning, time. no. And so what about you, Katie? Um, what, what was your relationship and what happened there with your daughter? Um, so my partner, he kept cheating on me all the time. Um, but at the time, I was really lucky. I'd already met Joey because he was my drummer. And uh, we had... I used to sing with my twin sister and my younger sister. So if you run into another girl that looks like me, yes, it's probably her. <laughs> um, and her name's Kylie, so... Um, yeah, so we, um, we, we met. He was my drummer and... Um, when uh, I found out he was again cheating on me, um, Joey was there to help me through it because he had already just been through that breakup with his ex and um, so he was there to sort of support me through mine. Um, and so we got together in the year 2000, right before the Olympics. Uh, yeah, and we just... Um, it was really hard for me because I... I really tried so hard to make it work, but if there's only one person in the relationship ever trying to make something work, then it's just never going to work. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah, and so I just picked up my daughter and left. And, um, and even during that time, they came and stole your daughter for a yeah, short time? Yeah, so um, they asked if they could have her for a weekend and I thought that we could probably try and work out something without going to courts because it's just like what you don't want to do. And um, I said, yeah, no problem, you can have her for the weekend. And then when I went to pick her up, they said, no, you're not having her back now. And um, so I had to... Um, like, the police can't do anything about it because there's absolutely nothing in place saying which parent has the baby. And bearing in mind my daughter was um, eight months at the time um, and so they said, no, you're not having her back and I had to go and file a report with the police and then I had to go to the courts and file an application there and then it took six weeks to get um, her back and during that time, the other... Um, my ex would only allow me to have visitation in his mother's home 
um, in the lounge room of the home where I couldn't take her outside because if I took her out of the house, it meant that I was kidnapping her. But if we were on the front lawn and I walked off, it was not classed as kidnap. So they made sure I was locked in the house for an hour and then they said, all right, time's up, now get out. And so I'd have to leave my little eight-month-old baby there and sort of go home crying again. So not everyone's nice. Heartbreaking. So you guys have been through a lot of heartache, haven't you? Um, through that heartache, though, Joey, God spoke to you. And how did he speak to you? Okay, so going back when I was back at my parents' place and um, I had all these thoughts go to my head, I tried to... I knew I needed help. But the help I needed, I couldn't put my parents through it. So I tried to book a counselling session or whatever you call it with the Catholic Church at the time. Um, I always remember that saying... You know, the church doors are always open. And that was one time that came to me. I thought, okay, I need to go there. I'm not in the right headspace. And they told me I need to make an appointment. And just imagine I went through the whole night thinking this is it. If I don't speak to someone tomorrow, I think I'm going to take the next step. You know, I was getting closer and closer. And they just not shunned me away, but their system wasn't prepared or set up for it. Oh, you have to make an appointment with the with the priest. He won't be available until next Wednesday. I said, I need help now. Um, they more or less were telling me, you know, you should go to a hospital. I think so. That that turned me off because I always thought they would be there for me. Um, that was, you know, a big turn away. So all these thoughts was coming to my head. So I was alone. I couldn't get help at this point. And mum and dad had this. Beautiful, thick Bible. Well, they still have it. And it's got that gold, you know, the leather-bound type, so big, sits in the family home. Don't touch the pages because you'll ruin them because they're so thin. But it sat there in their bedside. I don't know if that was meant from them or if God placed it there. It was just on their bedside where I was sleeping. And I used to open this Bible. And so I would have a thought like um, trying to justify my actions. You know, I didn't do anything wrong. This person should, should be punished you know, I was after, like, uh, agreements in my mind to, to justify these thoughts that I had towards them. And um, so I was contemplating how am I going to eliminate this person <laughs> from my life. And, you know, I would open the book. Now, back then I didn't know what chapters were, what verses were. Or I just knew the Bible had stories in it, right? I wasn't known to read the Bible before that. But I would honestly open this book. It, there was a, a section called Wisdom, which is basically Proverbs in it. It's all um, King Solomon's wisdom. And the first words I would read, so it would lead me into like, yeah, you are justified. But then it would have the next line and it would have, but justice and vengeance is, is mine, like for the Lord's, not for me to take on. So it was starting to counsel me instantly. And, you know, I don't know if anyone else has ever experienced that, just opening the book. Awesome. And it speaks to you instantly. Well, I feel it did, and it counselled me. That's yeah. awesome. So, how did you actually become a born again Christian and get into that? Okay, so my cousin—they um, were raised as born again Christians. I used to think they were Fruit Loops, to be honest, in the, in the early days. Still are. We are. I, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> so the Catholic system is more—if uh, if you're not aware—you you're set in a, in, a, in a service, a mass. And you basically repeat after a prompt from the, the priest or the action. So as far as it goes, 
people doing free worship or anything like that, was, we weren't used to it. Um, so my first experience, he took me to a place in the city. Um, I believe it was, you know, it was the Hillsong um, church in the city. And I used to think, why do I have to go so far? But the first experience I had was um, I was sitting right next to an air condition that was, I was at the back, and an air condition was pointing down on me, but my body was so hot this day. And the um, pastor did an altar call, and um, I remember talking in my head saying, you know, what are they, these people are weird. So I was already against what I was watching. And he, he made this altar call. All of a sudden, my body started doing something, you know, like, I want to go, but I don't, I want to go, but I don't. And I remember saying, don't you dare go out there, you fool. This was all happening in my head, you know. I didn't want to embarrass my, my cousin or anything. And I, I started feeling like, nah, there's something prompting me to go forward. And I just, I just left. I, it's like I left my body, but I was talking to it from behind, telling it to stop, don't go up the front. It was trying to stop me, and I was saying, and then why are you crying? Because I just broke down. My body and my soul was just starting to submit. It was releasing. I couldn't control it. Um, and, yeah, to be honest, it, um, that was my first experience, that I felt this heat in my chest and in my body top half, and I couldn't understand why because the, the air condition was right on me and it was, like, uh, around summer. So that was my first experience, me submitting, really. That's awesome. So you um, then you were dating... Um, Katie, and then what happened when you got kind of serious? Katie, you tell me what what because you, <laughs> you were going to Hillsong, weren't you? And then Katie for about three years, yeah, for about three years, and then Katie comes on the scene in a more serious way. So when Joey decided that he could potentially marry me, um, everything that he'd been through, he wanted to do things the right way this time because you know before ended up in disaster and he wanted to do everything the right way this time. So um, he said to me, you know, if, if you want to, you know, look at marriage in our future, you know, we have to seek a relationship with God. I'm like, huh? And I said, oh, no, you could shove God where the sun doesn't shine. Like, really, I, I don't want nothing to do with it. But, um, you know, on a serious note, I said I had to go away and I thought, well, do I want to marry this guy? And and then I thought to myself, like, every, everything I've been through, it's not a good place, but what I'm seeing in Joey, everything is good. So I said, all right, let's do it. So um, Joey decided to put me through the Catholic system. And it was just, it was a horrible way to come to know God. But I know now why I had to go through it because it, it opened my eyes to the um, potential and then when I finally came into the Christian life, I knew why I was so rebellious in the Catholic system because, um, you know, they were like straight up. They would say like, are you having sex? And i go, well, I've, I've got a kid. So what do you reckon? <laughs> <laughs> so and they go, right, so you're not allowed to do it anymore, no more. If you're on the pill, get off the pill. I'm like, I could be pregnant next week if I had to get off the pill. So I was like, it was because it was just a total new life for me. I was like, how come you're saying this? People tell you to go out and do all that stuff and now you're saying don't do that. I'm like, I'm confused. So um, and that was all because I was not raised in 
a, a way to tell me how I should be respecting myself yeah. and loving myself and, um, you know, looking after myself, really. Uh, but, yeah, so I went through the Catholic system and um, I was very rebellious towards the priests. They say, you have to um, come and um, repent. And I go, nah, I'm none of your business, eh? I'm not telling you nothing. <laughs> so, um, yeah, now I know why I was really rebellious because I wanted a relationship with God, not with mankind. Everybody fails at times and I really think that they do too. And I think with the laws, the sin comes out even more. When you put a law on someone, it's yeah. like sin's in your face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, Joey, you, you got her to do that because you wanted her to... I don't know if I was testing her love for me by putting her through that. I, I really don't know. But I remember, you know, I'll do everything the right way. I'll please mum and dad for this reason. I'll do what everyone else is doing. So we went back to the Catholic system and Kate had, you know gone through the whole baptismal um, thing through the Catholic system and I knew I was going to marry this, this girl at that time. But um, when I returned back to the Catholic system, I would sit in a pew and because I've already had revelation through the um, born-again um, Pentecostal truth, I started judging the Catholic system while I was there and I was scared that um, I was going to stand up and maybe make a big fool of myself. And I remember reading once a scripture saying, you know, you don't do that. You don't go into another church or anything and, and, and speak your mind. So that held me back. That grounded me. But I started fidgeting. So when the priest would say something and the people would reply, um, for example, he might say, you know, and, and let the joy be with you or rejoice. And everybody would reply and rejoice with you. So it was like a bit robotic. And I would be in my seat. And I'd be thinking, has anyone heard that? Did you hear what he said? He said, rejoice. Why are you all sitting? Like, this was happening in my head. And then I just stopped going to church. And Katie didn't know why. She um, said, but you put me through that. Why, why don't you want to go there anymore? And I had to open up and, and explain to her. I said, I need to show you something. You know, this, my heart's not here. I knew at that point, no, it's not for me anymore. You know, I know different truth. So I took her to a, a massive church. And so the story goes on. So how did you then get your revelation of God? Um, so because I was um, singing and all that kind of stuff and I was really um, focusing on a career in singing, um, when I went to that church, we were sent right up the back, in the back corner somewhere. <laughs> and... Um, while I was sitting there that day, I didn't give my life that day because I, I, it was the first time I'd ever been. Um, but God said to me, you're going to sing on that stage. And I'm like, I'm not even going to tell Joe that because he'll make me do it. Nah, not doing it. Nah, nah. So um, I didn't tell him. I was like, no way. Because um, I, I find that I hear from God more than he does. Maybe he's got better faith system than me. I don't know. But... Um, I know God spoke to me that day and I'm like, nah, God, nah, shut your mouth. I'm not doing anything that you say and I'm not telling him that's it. And then so after that we didn't go back to the church for a little while but um, they connected with us and put us in a connect group. <laughs> but this connect group that we went to was like a oh, no, counselling session, like everyone a was worse than everyone else. And um, I'm like, 
I think we're going to like a place where everyone's loopy. Like they're all, there's something wrong with everybody <laughs> except me. <laughs> I'm not going. So we ended up leaving that and then um, I think we went to Hillsong maybe once or twice after that and, and we stopped going. But did you? But when did you give your life to the Lord then? After all that, so I didn't give my life to the Lord until um, both of us fought for custody of our children through the court system. First, my daughter, and then his son, um, which is Joshua and Natasha. And it's just such a grueling process. It's so hard. Like our relationship was new. We were just newly married and stuff. It was so hard. Like. There was so much fighting. We just, every time the phone rang, we just wanted to run to the bathroom and vomit. It just made us feel so sick and we just started arguing all the time. And then we just began not liking each other and, and not liking being in each other's presence because, like, it, there was not much more to talk about. We were just so upset with the whole situation of our kids. Um, and so we got to a point where... Um, his cousin, Josh, came over to our house to see how we were and Joe confided in him and I confided in um, Zoe, which is his wife. And um, Joe ended up, uh, uh, sorry, Josh ended up inviting Joey to church and it was C3 over in Burwood. Um, and so I was like, oh, all right, okay, it can't hurt, we'll do it, all right. So we went there and then when I was standing in that church that day, I just knew I was where God wanted me to be. And when, as the pastor was speaking that day, um, you know, near the end, I just felt like everything just felt so right. And I just felt like God was saying, everything's going to be all right. And um, when they did an altar call, I just went down the front. I like... I didn't even stand there and think about it. I just went down the front and I was crying and everything and that was the day I gave my life. It was like the day that everything turned for me. That's awesome. So you have your children now with you and they've been with you for how long? Well, we, we had full custody of both our children towards the end anyway. Um, yeah. yeah. So and how long have you been together though from... From that time to now? It's been 20 years. Wow. Well, been yeah. together so 20 years. So you've been years. through a long journey. Yeah, 15 of that would have been, 10 for sure, 10 or, yeah, would have been up and down. So when, yeah. when, when Kate's side um, was calm, mine would escalate. So then my son's and that, that issue would go rise up. And then when you think the calm was there, this one would rise up. So there was never peace. Mm. It was always up either one. Sometimes and, both. But. And through that, how did God work you all out, you know, deal with the whole thing? He get, yep. must have given you the victory in receiving your kids. Yep, and yep there was a lot of prayer in between. Um, again, you need the peace of mind. The only peace of mind I could have was to rely on some, another force, which was God at the time. And I had to leave my thoughts with him and just trust and move on. If not, my head wouldn't have coped with it. So <clears throat> with that trust... He always came through. Mm. I don't remember one case that we lost, even when I thought it doesn't look good. We kept, you know, winning. Did it cost a lot of money? Yeah, it cost a lot. And it's, it's a no-win situation for both sides anyway. But he always provided. Mm -hmm. I didn't know how I was going to be provided for going to court and stuff like that when we were going through it, but um, always provided for both That's of awesome. us, yeah. It's like, um, I just feel like with 
you, Joey, God has really given you that spirit of love, power, and a sound mind mm. through his ministry to you. You know, right from that beginning when you're looking through the Bible, you know, the word of God was just speaking to you and giving you soundness of mind, which is very powerful. You know, um, it's amazing. And it's very encouraging for others who are, you know, struggling in these areas. So if, if there's anything that you would want to say to encourage anyone today, maybe Katie, what would that be? Um, so I would say trust God with all of your heart and all of your might and all of your mind. Because when God speaks to you or shows you a vision or whatever, he doesn't give you the blueprint. Um, he just tells you what he wants. And my testimony to that is you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know the storm that's going to follow because the enemy is out there and he knows everything as well. And um, I didn't know when God told me I'm going to give you a son that I'd also nearly lose my life um, when I gave birth to my son. So you just don't know what's going to happen. But in those moments, I just trusted in God so much with all of my heart that he was going to have victory and whatever he said was going to happen was going to happen. Amen. Amen. And now you sing for the Lord. Yes, yeah, so I don't want to sing in the secular world. When I sang out in the clubs and the pubs and all that kind of stuff, I used to love it, but I hated singing to drunk people. And so when I realised and God peeled back all the layers, I realised where I was really meant to be and why I was given the talents that I was given. So... It's awesome, Katie. And Joey, what would you say? When you look back at all the things he's done, sorry. It's very powerful what God does in people's lives. And, you know, you guys have really made room for him to move you know, right from the beginning and even in your funny ways and, the, you know, and you were so rebellious, but in the end you gave, you surrendered. And I think that's all God wants us to do is surrender. And as we surrender, he will make a way where there seems no way. He'll look after us. Joey, do you think you could say anything or no? Okay. Well, guys, why don't we just give them a hand? guys are awesome thank you for sharing with us today we know there's so much more involved because it was you know just glimpses of your journey but you know I'm sure people you'll be able to share with people who there might be people out there who even you know want to know a bit more just to minister into their lives but thank you so much for sharing okay god bless don't worry okay Awesome, mate. So good. Thanks, guys. Joey, you made me cry. Didn't have to say anything. You know, you get really teary, don't you? Like, because you just see a life. We, we see it in like 15 minutes, you know, from the beginning to where they are now. And it's just 
so powerful to know that when you do give God room, He will He will move. And it, it gets it gets ugly sometimes, and sometimes you really get hurt. But if you stay the course, if you stay in the process, the Bible says he that began a good work in you is faithful to complete it. The Apostle Paul says, I am confident of this. What's he confident of in Philippians 1.6? You know what he's confident in? He knew God. He knows God. He knew he had confidence in God that if you give your life over to God, he will, he will restore. He will fix. Joey and Katie, they're on one stop, both sides of the field. They're going through all this. All of a sudden, God gets them to meet together and then give their lives over to Jesus. And then all of a sudden, things begin to change. They didn't happen as fast as they would like to, but it's the process, it's the character building, it's God changing and moving things in our lives to to give Him room and to give Him glory. Because this morning, all we heard was, glory to God, He has done something absolutely amazing. And you know what? He has done it in you. Individually, there's a testimony in you. And you might not see it now. I don't know where, what part of your walk you're in, but I'm telling you now, if it's, if it's you know, marriage problems or if you're young and you've got things happening in your life, if you stick to the process, if you give your life over to Christ and give Him room, I can guarantee you like the Apostle Paul, I am confident of this. He that began a good work in you will complete it and He will bring you into the glory of and you were one day standing in the presence of Jesus and the Lord would say to you, do you know what? Well done, good and faithful servant. Even when it was hard, even when you just wanted to run, even when you wanted to give up, you stayed the course, you gave me room and here you are at the other end. Imagine if Joey and Katie decided, no, this is too hard. Let's just go. It's too hard. I mean, you know, but no. They stayed the course. They said, Lord, you're in control. I trust you. I trust you. And this morning, are you trusting God? Are you trusting God personally as an individual to work out His salvation in you? Are you trusting Him for, like if you're from a broken marriage, look what's happened. Are you trusting Him for your individual life that you're struggling in sin? Are you trusting God? Are you confident that my God, who I serve, is faithful to complete the process? Are you trusting God? There's nothing our God cannot do. Let's stand up this morning.